Episode of the Patch Bay. Today's guest has been a part of some great moments in the Bay Area's hip hop history. He's a producer, songwriter, and DJ. I want to welcome to the show DJ Ken Hen, aka 88 Music. What up, Ken? What's good, man? What's going on with you, man? Man, happy Friday to you, my brother. Indeed, indeed. You know how we do it. Sitting up here chilling with you, vibing and talking about this uh this good stuff, man. This hip hop culture, you know. Yeah, man. I'm like super, super excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation all week. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Indeed. Originally, you were born in Texas. That's correct. First, what part of Texas? And is that where your love for hip hop started? I was born in Galveston, Texas. Okay. That's the uh, Gulf Coast, most southern tip, southern point of the south is right in the Gulf. Um, south of Houston so um, yeah man um, and you know that has its own story too Mm -hmm. Um, parents you know got divorced at an early age moved to Cali Mm -hmm. and um, you know I was able to do the back and forth thing on the summers you moved moved with pops or moms moms no doubt and um, I was able to do the back and forth thing for the summers when I got of age Mm -hmm. she would send me back to the south you know and that's where i learned a lot about the the culture there as opposed to mixing it with the culture on the west coast so i was i was blessed with that man for real right on so so what was the sound back then in texas and oakland and and did you did did you find yourself blending those two styles together even (laughs) if you wasn't trying you know that's a great question a lot of that Yes, all the, the all the answers are yes. Um, so for the West Coast, yeah. it was early hip hop. Um, it was up tempo stuff. You had like um, Uncle Jam's Army, Egyptian Lover, um, L.A. Dream Team. You know, this was before you know N.W.A. came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this was early. Right on. And down south, yeah. You know, you always had you know. Um, the slower rap cats, um, the tempos were slower because, you know, that Southern drawl is just that Southern way. Mm. So a lot of that I infused when I started, when I actually got to the production level, you know what I'm saying? I started infusing the Cali sound with, you know, the, the, the 80 beats per minute, 82 beat per minute hip hop that I was hearing, you know, from there. Mm. So tell me about about Bushrod. Is is that the ah. neighborhood you grew up in in Oakland? <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm glad you asked me that question. Right on. Uh, Bush Bushrod Park was a rec- is a recreation center, still there to this day. Okay. Um, the actual vicinity, you know, was say a five block radius of kids, and and, and you know, at that time, D boys and ballers. You know what I'm saying? Right. That. They just, you know, put Bushrod on the map. Gotcha. From that, it spawned a culture of how we dressed. 
how okay. we carried ourselves, how we looked. A lot of athletes come from that area. I mean, basically, you know, every major athlete that's that's made it, mm-hmm. you know, to the leagues, right. had some, you know, had to come through Bush Rock Park. Okay, that's what's up. So I want to jump into some music. And yeah. I know that you got, I wouldn't say you got your start, but I would say the first person that you really connected with was was Taj Mahal Tillman, also known as Turntable T. He was definitely, yeah. from what I've learned about him, you know, a pioneer of Oakland. And he, you know, he played a definitely a, a really important role in your life to where he, he put you under his wing. But how, yeah. did, how did that relationship come about and, and what does it mean to you today? Oh, man, true story, man. So Taj was like the man before I even, you know what I'm saying, really gravitated towards all of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got my first set of turntables in the sixth grade. And what, you know what, what tables saying? was that? Technique 1200, okay, of course, okay. with, with my, the new Mark Missy. Yeah, my, my mom. I'm not even gonna lie, <laughs> bro. My first pair was Gemini's, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. So I got that for the graduation. Miss- and, you know, I, I, you know, proceeded to start scratching. Right on. Now, Taj was already doing, um, you know, street tapes. His, his MC was named uh, Mac Mill. Okay. And this dude was incredible. I mean, he was like old school MC like Spider D Count Cool Out like he had stories man this dude was incredible and they had these tapes circulating on the street right. and they was it was you know Turntable T and the Monarch Mac Mill and the tapes was hot I got my hand on one of the tapes yeah you know and I'm like yo this dude is tight you know what I'm saying so I didn't know him then Right. Come to find out, this dude lived a block around the corner from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I would see him in the park, you know, we was playing sports, and he he was just a, a dude that was, he was super highly intelligent. You know what I'm saying? He was all on the engineering stuff early. I don't know how, he just was the man. He had an 808, 909, turntables, all that. Damn. So dude would just be by himself. Right. You know, then when, you know, we met at the corner store, which is on 60th and Dover, that's my street. All right. Um, we met there and we, you know, I'm like, yo, that's Todd's turntable tea. Mm-hmm. Hooked up, he invited me over. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So when we get there, we're chopping it up. It's dudes in the house DJing, going back and forth on the turntables. It's like a you, DJ school you were in up heaven. in there. Dude, yeah, but I was shook though. Mm. Because you were intimidated. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, oh I got God. you. Yeah, because I wasn't there yet. Sure. But yeah, dude, man, was like the man. He took me under his wing. Um, that wasn't my introduction to hip hop and, and DJing. The introduction was my brother taking me. I got an older brother. He took me to the Fresh Fest. Mm. Okay. And at that concert at the Oakland Coliseum, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five was there. I'm a young dude. Whoa. So I see this dude, Grandmaster Flash comes out. He's just standing there. Music come on, the adventures of Flash and all that. His turntables just rolls up. You know what I'm saying? Out the ground. You know what I'm saying? The prop. It was just, I'm like, what the yeah. hell is this? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that moment, that concert, that led me to 
I want to do that. Right, and you just wanted to eventually be that person up on that damn stage. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love to hear those stories, man. Del. So, yo, I wanna, um, I wanna jump into some of the projects that you were a part of. Mm-hmm. The the first album that you were a part of was called On the Rise by the APG Crew. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. In 1989, yep. which was definitely a classic album. Yep. What was exciting to be a part of that album? Well, you know, I actually got in that on a fluke, um, being ready and not having to get ready. You know, Turntable T, you know, had an MC named Kev Rock. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And Taj was involved with all kind of stuff going on in the city. Um, he, he was hooked up with APG. He came by the crib and was like, I'm about to go to the studio. You want to roll with me? I'm like, of course. This was a this was an all the time thing. He would come get me. So I I go to the studio. And here go this MC there, Kev Rock. You know, six four, big dude. You know what I'm saying? Bars, right? Bars. So his DJ didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So that. it was ordained. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> we in there wasting time. We waiting on this DJ, and you know the turntables. I'm about to warm it up. So I warm right. it up on the tables, right? Kev, like, who's that? Like, and Ty, you know, we, we know talking and all that. And he saw what I was doing. He was like, I need him. So he was gonna have two DJs, but he saw what I could do. And it just switched to me. Unfortunately for the dude, that was that, yeah. You, did you have beef with that cat after nah, that? No, it's funny nah. because I didn't even know that was his DJ. I went to school with the dude. Got you. I didn't even know until I didn't know this till after the fact. You know what I'm saying? And from there, boom, we we started you know recording. That whole process was incredible because we was all kids. We was under the. The, the, the owner of uh, Metro Records, which is Alan Blackwell, uh, rest in peace. Um, he, that was his vision. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, we gonna get this compilation album going. So Taj was like, Taj was already hands in the game, had the equipment. We started making these tracks. Um, DJ J Cut, another good friend of mine was down, he was already down with APG. Um, he was doing tracks for the for the rest of the groups, and it it was it was it was school, man. It was school. It was hip hop school. We was all going to a major uh, recording studio, Bruce Tamblin Sound out in San Jose. Um, I, I I think he's still going too, and just to be able to do that. It just taught us a lot, man. It taught us, you know, how to respect the culture, be on time, get your work in, because it wasn't our dollar. You know what I'm saying? So, and and that has molded me into the person I am today, because I still carry those same, you know what I'm saying, principles. I don't know if you knew, but there were five different songs that were sampled from that one record called Action Speaks. You had Action Speaks Louder Than Words sample, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you had, you actually had a sample by Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Then there was one by the Headhunters and the Pointer Sisters. And Eric B. and Rakim and Public Enemy, all sampled on that one record. Bro. Yeah, and you know, you know, all, all, all that credit, man, like, I got to give credit to Taj on that because he, you know, was crate digging back then. 
You know, yeah. this dude has a massive library of classics. He was a James Brown head too, though. You know, no doubt. But um, the dude knew his music, man. And what was your what was your favorite out of the? Did you have a particular favorite? I should say out of the three that you were on. I would say Seek and Destroy because Seek and Destroy was more us than Action Speaks. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is Action Speaks was a great record. Um, Kev was uh, fluent enough to know, you know, that sort of stuff. But I was still a little young. You know what I'm right. saying? I wasn't with a militant dude. You know what I'm saying? Kev yeah. was a little more... Uh, well-rounded in that he had lived a little more so but seek and destroy was just that hip-hop raw like doom 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 like you know what i'm saying like action pack yeah. gangsters which is an incredible record um and seek and destroy were the main two records off that album i mean i'm talking radio play i'm talking the whole nine like it just it it took off yeah did you love, you know, DJing more than you did um, on the, on the rhyming side? Well, I mean, you know, it has its it has its its time period. Um, I was DJing, you know. Yeah. I always, you know, wrote stuff down, jotted stuff down because that's mm-hmm. just what I was taught to do, and that's what I saw. Good friend sure. of mine, um, Akil Muhammad, who's a dope MC, uh, Mr. Snake. He, good friend of mine to this day. We used to write. He was a rap, like he was the he was the rhymer. You know what I'm saying? So we would have sessions in the house where we I would just write with him. Um, and this was after, you know, it took it took his his, his, his time, man. Like DJing, I was all in. I was doing yeah. um, house parties, um, you know, making blend tapes and all that. Then it, it escalated to APG show, you know, doing live shows, dope shows too. And then, you know, the rhyming, because at that time, that was around the time where the DJ started busting the verse on the records. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, Grandmaster D from Houdini, when he busted on Funky Beat, you know, Taj was like, man, you should rhyme. And I'm like, right. all right. So we actually started doing that. And that was my first time in the booth, that's where, you know, I created the other, you know, persona of the henster because I always felt like Ken Hen can do anything and everybody gonna like it just because of the name. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to be respected as an MC. So mm. if I, you know, change that whole persona, and that's just I compartmentalize a lot of different things. I keep a lot of things separate. So mm-hmm. Rhyming, I, I graduated into the Henston. And after that, it was all over with. I sharpened my That's skills right. for years, man, before I even really, really, really was like, yo, I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So was battling something that you enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. shout out to my boy Jay Cut. I mean, because I feel like he was a better DJ than me. And shout out to um uh, turntable T, Taj Tillman, I felt like he was a better mixer than me. So, gotcha. you know, I used to practice with both of those cats, but what I found out was I had a, a different ability to translate those things live. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? And, you know, I always try to t- 
tell people about how the stage is different, whether sure. it's, it's basketball, whether it's boxing, football, whatever, music, the stage, when the lights turn on, can you do that thing that you was doing in your bedroom? Right. You feel me? And I think yeah. that's where I excel because the things, the, 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 the trickery, you know, that I saw, you know, legendary DJs, Cash Money, DJ Aladdin, uh, DJ Scratch, when he came along, I got a funny story about him too. And um, just those type of cats, just watching them and listening to them, how they came up with all these different tricks. Because, you know, back then they had the, the battle for world supremacy. You know, the DJ belt, and you win the belt, you know, and you just, you the man, you the king. So looking at all that and being able to, you know, check out all that, it just it just made me grow. That's cool though. What what what's that what's that funny story you said you got on the DJ side of things? All right, so uh, I was DJing for another crew, uh, K Cloud and the crew from Oakland. Shout out to K Cloud. Uh, he actually owns right now. He owns the It's All Good Bakery in Oakland on Martin Luther King. If y'all want some good sweets, go check them out. But Definitely. you know, I used to DJ for him, and this dude had hot hot records. And I mean, now I'm in high school now, mind you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm, you know, they touring up and down the West Coast. Yeah. You know, so we went, did a show in San Diego. Right. We opened up for um, King T, um, NWA, and, wow. and EPMD. Now, this is, you know, EPMD was at the height. This is when they got DJ Scratch. That's a crazy show, right there, dude. Bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it was like that all the time. I'm in, we in the hotel. Now I'm a kid. I'm cocky. I'm in high school. You miss the school because of a show. My mom's let me go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in, higher, yeah, higher in life. I'm in mm-hmm. the gift shop in the hotel, you know, looking for something for mom. So, here come this dude come in. I didn't know what DJ Scratch looked like. I just right. heard, I heard the battle though. I heard when he won on a cassette. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in there. You know, he had on some, you know, some Reebok pumps or something that was hot then. And I'm like, this dude, look, you know, he fly, though. He had the gold chain on. So we, he's like, what's up? I'm like, oh, man, you know, just in here, you know, whatever. He was like, uh, you you with that show tonight? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm down with K-Cloud. I'm big-headed, right? I'm K-Cloud and the crew. I'm DJing. Oh, he was like, oh, you nice? You nice? I'm like, yeah, I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, boom, we had that conversation. He chuckles. I ain't paying no, no, no mind. We go to sound check, right? We do the sound check. Boom, I'm like, oh, that go to do, you know, that, you know, was at the thing. I'm like, what's up? You know, whatever. We go on. You didn't know who you were talking to. I didn't know who I was talking to. I, we go on, we do our sound check. So me, I'm, you know, we, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I'm like, TGMD, I'm waiting on they sound check. Right. EPMD come out. Check one, two, Mike. DJ come out. It's that dude. Right. DJ Scratch. (laughs) He gets on the tables and he, I mean, he looking at me. You know? (laughs) Looking at me. Going to town. I'm like, 
what afterwards, man? I mean, it, you know, it was a humbling experience, but afterwards, he told me, he was like, man, you nice though, you know, but you don't never know who you talking to. Okay. <laughs> hey. And I Sometimes took that. you gotta learn. Yeah, and I yeah. took that with me, you know, yeah. throughout. So, True. you know, shout out to DJ Scratch, man. I mean, that dude is incredible, one of my favorite DJs. But yeah, that's a true story, man. Real talk. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. Right on. Super dope. You were a part of a group called King Pieces. Yeah. Right? Is that where you actually started producing? Did you produce for for King Pieces? Yeah, I did the whole album. Mm. Got, and that's when you first, that was like your first bit of producing that or you, was, were, you were already? No, that was my first um, venture into actually putting it out. Like I was always cooking up stuff in yeah. the lab, but I was like, okay, I'm ready now. In your production, you're into like heavy guitars. Yeah. So do you think it was because you appreciate, you know, like heavy metal sounding guitars blended into some hard hitting drums because of the, the, the era that you came up in? I think it has a lot to do with my childhood. Um, in my house, man, my mother listened to everything, you know, and she was very open to the things that I wanted to hear. I mean, true story, man. I used to have Kiss albums. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? I was you like... sticking your tongue out as long as you could? Yeah, man, no, no <laughs> doubt. I was like, I had the dolls, you know what I'm saying? I wish I still had them now, you know? Yeah, I was, <laughs> right. I was into... It, it, you Jeez know, Simmons. as I got... Yeah, as I got older, man, I found out it was more about the feeling of the music. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you young, mm -hmm. you don't know what. I'm listening to all kind of stuff, man. You know, and I'm like, man, yeah. it's just something about that rock. Like, I mean, quiet is kept, man. I like Nickelback. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did the record town business that you produced for E Black? that featured Mr. Fab come together and how was the shooting of that video? Ah, uh, okay. So E-Black, again, you know, we went to high school together. And the funny story mm. about E, we good friends in high school and, you know, you get older and you go your separate ways. But he, we fell back into each other's presence and I didn't realize he had been making music. He was down with... Um, a group called The Regime, which was Yuck Mouth, uh, Don, Don Strike, Tech Nine. Um, he had been doing work with them and I didn't know anything about it. Right. He didn't know about what I was doing. So we talked and was like, that's crazy. So I'm like, man, you know, I got some tracks. He was like, yeah, I got some rhymes. We hooked up. Um, town Business was created. He wanted to do an anthem. He wanted to do something for the town. E Black is very town. He is the town for real. You know what I'm saying? So we did the Shout out to E Black. Yeah, shout out to E Black, no doubt. That dude, that's town business walking. You know what I'm saying? Right so we did the record, and I was like, man, this is fire. Like, we need to get some get some appearances on there. You know what I'm saying? So my initial choice was my boy Hassan from the from the Who Riders, which was down with Hobo Junction, West Coast Legends. Um, I wanted to get him on it, but because of, you know, time schedules and all that, him being in L.A., it didn't work out. So he let Fab hear it at the Dope Era store. Fab was like, I got to get on that. You know, boom, he dropped that. He dropped the ill verse on that, too. 
Like, Fab, you know, respect to Fab because this dude is incredible in the sense of he's super lyrical. He he, he will battle rap, no doubt. He, he was on that circuit. He mm-hmm. makes great songs, but he does so much for the community. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a youngster. Yeah, I to, see that. Yeah, to me, he's a youngster, but you know what I'm saying? He does so much for the town, man, and it's like, why not? The record came yeah. out dope. Video, uh, my man Believe at Treetop Studios shot the video. Um, and it was a segue to another song that I did for E Black called Check My Resume. And that featured another MC that I work with, J.R. Ewing. Again, you know, North Oakland, Bushrod. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it, yeah. it was an incredible record, man. Town business, yeah, man. for real. Huh? So what what are some other interests that you have outside of music? Oh, I'm a I'm a pinball dude, man. Uh, <laughs> I love pinball. Um, I'm a pinball junkie. There's a spot. How? Like where, where? Where did it come from? You know what it was in Berkeley, man. We used to you know scrape up our little quarters. We used to walk to Berkeley over on University from you know from North Oakland. We just walk, and there was a place um, up there by the campus called Silver Ball, I think. Silver Ball or something like that. And I used to go in there and there was this, these dope pinball machines, man. And I just got hooked. They put one in the um, in the store on the corner, playing it there. And now I go to Alameda. They got a spot, the uh, pinball museum, where you pay $20, man, and you could be in there all day playing all the pinball machines from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's that's the thing, man. Like, I'm serious about my pinball. I mean, I'm on my phone with it. I'm stuck. Like, that's just, I don't know, man. It's just something about it. Okay. Man, before we wrap up, I want to be able to open up the mic to yourself and be able to, you know, shout out whoever you want, promote anything you want, man. Oh, just, man. The mic is yours, my brother. I want to say um, shout out to Turntable T, uh, Taj Mahal, Taj Tillman, um, taking me under his wing, Kev Rock. They gave me the start, uh, K-Cloud and the crew. Um, Mr. Snake, Akil Muhammad, DJ J. Cut, DJ Young, Bushrod as a whole, you know. And shout out to, shout out to um, Southside Houston, Texas, man. Um, the screw movement was big too. Just learning from a lot of cats. And just soaking up hip hop culture, man. I mean, it's all about hip hop, you know, and I can't even, you know, my life is, I've seen a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't change it for the world, man. So shout out to those guys because, you know, they shared a lot of the journeys with me and taught me a lot along the way. So that's what's up, man. How do people find you though? If they if they're interested in trying to get some production from you, maybe want to get oh, a yeah. verse from you on their, on their records, how can they find you? I'm on Instagram at 88music. Um, you can also go to my webpage 88music.com. That's spelled. How do you spell the 88 though? Yeah, that's spelled A E T Y. Number eight. Music M U Z I K dot com. And you can also catch me on Instagram uh, like that as well. Well, that concludes another episode of the Patch Bay. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time. 
is the Patch Bay. <laughs>